When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. edition of Talking Out Loud. I am your host, Drew. A lot to get to tonight. We're going to talk about uh, the victory on Sunday, the slight victory on Sunday over the UMass Minutemen. We're going to talk about the upcoming game against Duquesne and a little bit about how hard it is to win on the road in college basketball, just regardless of what conference you play in. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about that. A fresh A-10 rundown involving uh, some burner account controversy at St. Louis. We'll dive into all of those things as we move forward. Uh, But first and foremost, thank you again for joining the show. I appreciate all of you who click on the play button and listen to my spewing thoughts about Dayton basketball. I I really do appreciate you tuning in wherever you are, however you listen. Uh, Just know that this humble host really, truly does appreciate it. All right. So let's jump right into this. Uh, Let's jump into the game from Sunday against UMass. Dayton holds on to win 64-60. They got up big early, double digits early in the game, came out very well. UMass just kind of chipped away at it, hung around, and made it pretty interesting there. They're late, but Dayton buckles down defensively, only gives up 60 points, which is a a good mark for, for Dayton, who has struggled a little bit. On the defensive end, but through, you know, two conference games, they've given up 59 and they've given up 60. So uh, the defense has gotten better uh, in conference play. So that is a that's a good sight to see, and uh, that's what you want to see continue. But the offense on Sunday wasn't nearly as good. Uh, Kobe Elvis obviously injured uh, his knee early on, pretty early on into that game. He returned very briefly and then uh, was subbed out. Did not return after that. Read it in into this what you will. Tonight, Dayton put out a video of Coach Grant surprising uh, former walk-on Brady Ewell with a, uh, a scholarship, and uh, obviously all of 
all the team mobs them, you congratulates them, and in the video you can clearly see uh, Kobe Elvis is in practice uniform, so uh, he practiced today, so it would seem, and you know, and this is just me projecting here, I don't have any inside sources, uh, don't quote me on this, don't aggregate me on this, because all my quotes on this podcast get aggregated all the time. I think Elvis is going to play Friday. Uh, if he's practicing today, I got to think that he's got a pretty, pretty good chance uh, to play. So looking at the, the box score of, of this game, Dron Holmes scores 18. He goes 7 of 14 from the field, including 3 of 6 from 3. Uh, Duran's been a great three-point shooter this year. He hasn't taken very many, but when he has, uh, he has made quite a few of them. Uh, Enoch Cheeks plays a very nice game, 11 points on 3 of 7 shooting. He knocked down two threes. Nate Santos, 9 points, 1 of 6 from the field. And this is just kind of what you're going to get from Nate Santos. I feel like he's either going to go like 7 of 9 or 1 of 9 from the field. Obviously, he goes 1 of 6 in this game. Javon Bennett, 0 of 5, uh, only 4 points, 4 of those being free throws. Uh, Kobe Elvis, as I said, only played 5 minutes. One of two from the field, two points. Uh, Zimmy gave us some good minutes off the bench. Uh, he played 14 minutes, three of six from the field, two of three from three for nine. Kobe Brea, kind of a quiet night for, for or quiet day, excuse me, for Kobe. Uh, he played 37 minutes, only scored six points. And Isaac Jack scored five. So, you know, that's, that's the Dayton scoring there. The two big guys for UMass, uh, Matt Cross and Josh Cohen, combined for 33 of their 60. They only shoot three of 22 from three. They did grab uh, 20 offensive rebounds, which, you know, that's that's just Dayton basketball at this point is, is giving up way too many rebounds, and that did not change uh, at all on Sunday. So, again, it's probably just things we're going to have to live with. Uh, Dayton turned the ball over 12 times while uh, UMass turned it over eight. So uh, you lose the rebounding battle, and you lose the turnover battle, and you still win the game. So that's, you know, you can look at that one of two ways. You can look at it as, well, they didn't have their best stuff, and they still won the game. Or is this going to lead to a trend where Dayton's turnovers might kind of regress back to the mean? They've done a very good job of taking care of the basketball in the last month, but uh, they kind of let, let it loose a little bit on Sunday. And the rebounding has been an issue since the first jump ball against SIUE, and doesn't look like there's going to be any help for that in sight. So that's just stuff we're going to have to deal with uh, as we move forward. But I want to talk about a little bit about winning ugly and how I think that can be beneficial to a team. Because you realize that you didn't play your best game. You realize that there are a lot of things to clean up. There's a lot of things you can correct and improve upon when you go and watch the film and get into practice and having an entire week leading up to Friday night to play. You can really take a deep, deep look at your yourself and give yourself a nice you know, self-scouted assessment as to what you did wrong in that game, what where you could have been better, things you can change and things you can adapt. And those things are a lot more fun to do after you win as opposed to lose. I know that's very obvious, but it's also very true for a team psyche and confidence. And Dayton has a chance to win their 10th consecutive game on Friday night against Duquesne. So they've been playing really good ball. They're not going to be perfect all the time. And it's winning the games when you don't have your A game is what you want. And Dayton did exactly that. Uh, they took care of their business. They win the game. Just win, baby, as I as I tweet all the time, the Al Davis gift. And the thing about Dayton's resume now at this point is you have the, the top-end wins that bolster your resume. Now it's just about hoovering up all the wins that you possibly can as you move forward through conference play. You don't need 
that's like, oh, the Q2 game is tonight. We, we've really got to get this one. I, I don't think that's the case. I think Dayton's got the wins that it needs. And you know, St. Uh, John's won tonight, which just, that win is the win that keeps on giving for the Dayton Flyers. UC beats BYU on the road last week and then comes within an inch of beating Texas earlier on in the week. So your wins are, are good enough to stand on their own. Now it's just about taking care of the opportunities in front of you and not letting the bad losses get onto the resume. So therefore, the rest of the season is just, just win the games and everything else will take care of itself. And Dayton did just that on Sunday, and they're going to have to do it again on Friday against Duquesne, who is coming in 0-2 in the league, uh, 9-5 and overall. The, they have not gotten a conference win yet. Their losses have been to uh, U, at UMass and at Loyola Chicago, both on the road. Uh, they lost to UMass by 19, and they lost to Loyola by 5. So Duquesne, they're going to be hungry. Uh, I think it's going to be a, a packed house on Friday night. Um, I think the Dayton fans that are all traveling are going to have a big re- big reason why that place is going to be packed to the gills on Friday. I know quite a few people, including family members, who are going to the game on Friday and uh, should be a should be a fun one for the Dayton Flyers. So you know, I think that kind of puts a bow on the UMass game, kind of said all I need to say on that. Uh, again, they took care of their business, did what they needed to do, grab that win. And now you have a, a great opportunity in front of you. You're going on the road. On a, a Friday night standalone game, ESPN two, the Friday eight ten games, which I, I do love. I, I do love the Friday games. When Dayton plays on the road, uh, I, I don't love them when they're Friday night at UD. Uh, for whatever reason, I just don't. I would prefer to go to a Dayton home game on a Saturday as opposed to a Friday night. But uh, when they go on the, I like when they play these on the road. It gives me an opportunity to maybe get together with some friends and watch the game, go to a bar or something, or. You know, watch it from the comfort of my own home and scream like an absolute maniac, which I have done many times in my life before when watching Dayton basketball. So, a big one, uh, one that Dayton needs, one that if they get this one, they get to 3-0. and uh, There's only two other undefeated teams left in the conference. That's Richmond and Rhode Island. Uh, Rhode Island surprising a lot of people. A lot of people didn't foresee Rhode Island being 2-0 and in the league. Richmond right there again. And tonight's action in the A-10, UMass debacles LaSalle in the second half. I just don't think LaSalle's very good. And uh, St. Louis coming off the heels of their uh, burner account controversy, which we'll get more into a little bit later. They take down St. Joe's, who a lot of people thought would have uh, a nice nice shot, at maybe an outside shot at an at-large bid, perhaps. Uh, I think the, that ship has sailed. Uh, Dayton is the only team in the Atlantic 10 that will be getting an at-large bid. I'm very confident in saying that. Uh, if I'm wrong, uh, you know, let me know. Or not. You don't have to. I'm not begging you to tell me that I was wrong about it. But I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that if Dayton gets an at-large bid, uh, the only team that will be getting that at-large bid is the Dayton Flyers. So what does Duquesne do well? Well, they are led by the leading scorer in the Atlantic 10, Day-Day Grant, who averages 18.6 points a game. Uh, he's not very efficient. Uh, He only shoots 36% from the field, uh, 32% from three. Uh, He's 94% from the line, uh, averages 2.1 assists and 3.9 rebounds. In his last, in his 2A10 games, he had 18 points against UMass, and he had 13 against uh, Loyola Chicago. Yeah, 4-17 from the field against Loyola Chicago for 13 points. So... Pretty much, if you shut down Day-Day Grant, you've got a pretty good chance to win the game. Dixon scored 19 points off the bench 
for Duquesne in that game, but ultimately uh, was not enough. They led by four at the half, and then uh, Loyal outscored them by nine in the second to get them to the 72-67 final in that one. So Duquesne, uh, desperate for a win. Their first conference game at home. They're going to be pumped up. You know, Everybody's pumped up when Dayton comes into their building. And Duquesne's really, really going to kind of leave it all out there, I think. And Dayton's going to have to match the intensity that Duquesne brings. I think some of the traveling crowd will help with that. And that's the other thing I'll say this about Dayton is that they've been ready to play almost every single game this year. They haven't come out lethargic. They haven't come out slow. They've What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Come out ready to play now. Has that kind of worn through the rest of the game? Some, yes. Uh, UMass on Sunday, for example, Dayton started off very well and then just kind of was a steady decline from the beginning of the game ultimately until Dayton won. So I'd like to see him come out hot, come out firing, and then sustain that. You got to sustain that for the full 40 minutes, especially when you're on the road. Because, folks, I know I'm not bringing any news here, but. Winning on the road in college basketball uh, is really hard. I don't care what conference you play in. I don't care what team you are. Winning on the road is tough in college basketball. So tonight, Wednesday, I'm recording this on Wednesday night. I'm recording this at 10.21 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Wednesday, January 10th. Mississippi State beat number 5 Tennessee at home. UCF beats number 3 Kansas at home. Houston lost earlier in the week, and Purdue uh, loses to Nebraska earlier in the week. So that is four of the top five teams all losing on the road in conference play against non-ranked opponents. Uh, I'm pretty sure that I saw somewhere that that is the first time that has happened in the regular season since 1995, uh, since before I was born. 
So yeah, that's a very rare, that's a very rare occurrence. But at the same time, it also makes the point that winning on the road in conference play is tough. At time of recording, TCU at home against number nine Oklahoma, up six in the second half. It, it it's hard to win on the road and. Dayton's got to come out and know that, and they've got to take care of their business when they go on the road. Because anybody can be beat in college basketball, especially this season. You know, I know Dayton's played very well, and we want to invoke the 2019-2020 the team who just went out and blew the doors off of everybody they played, regardless of whether they were at home or on the road, except for that St. Louis game. That's kind of the way college basketball works. It's kind of the way it's always going to work is that it's going to be tough to win on the road. So Dayton handling their business, if they can get to 3-0 in the league, because the, the rest of the, the middle of this league is going to be a mess. And if Dayton can get to that point, if they can get to 3-0, come back home for St. Louis next week, I really like where Dayton is situating themselves when it comes to the Atlantic 10, because I think everyone else is just going to beat up on each other. If they win on Friday with all these losses happening in the top 25, I tweeted this out uh, last night, but or tonight, I guess, rather. If Dayton wins Friday, they're going to have a name next to their number. And there's a chance that it begins with a one. And I know that scares a lot of people. I know that makes a lot of people nervous and also very excited. The only thing I say to that is that the last time Dayton got ranked, uh, we never lost again that season. So, you know, is, is Anthony Grant the ultimate front-running, you know, winner? You know, when he gets ranked? Just Does that mean we're just going to win the rest of the games? Probably not, but you know, I can dream. So Dayton has that opportunity in front of them. You win on Friday. You're probably going to be in the AP poll. You're going to put yourself in an even better position to win the regular season Atlantic 10 championship, even though we're only three games in. And you put yourself an inch closer to locking up a bid to the Atlantic 10 tournament, regardless of what happens, or to the NCAA tournament, excuse me, regardless of what happens at the Atlantic 10 tournament. Now, I still want to win that thing because the Lord knows we haven't done it in so goddamn long. But we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. For now, we can only control and only handle what is directly in front of us, and that is the Duquesne Dukes, led by Keith Dambrot. And Dambrot's an interesting coach because he's very well-respected. And I do think he's a good coach, but I feel like Duquesne is the same team or has been the same team under him ever since he took over there, where they play a weak non-con schedule, they play it well, they have a lot of wins when they get into the 8 10 play. And then they play the big dogs of the league and they just can't keep up. Then they find themselves in that middle purgatory of the Atlantic 10 when it comes to getting in the tournament, and they don't do anything with it. So they're kind of one foot in, one foot out, and it, it's an interesting dichotomy with Duquesne because... I do think Dan Brod is a good coach, but the results really haven't followed that theory. Now, can he cook up a game plan and beat Dayton on, on one night? Absolutely. I think he can do that against just about anybody. But it's also, you kind of, we're, we got to be in like, what, year six or seven of Dan Brod now? Like, you kind of feel like Duquesne would have done a little bit more since. But we'll, we'll see on Friday night and... You know, what they're, you know, what they will bring, and what kind of stuff they'll try and throw at Dayton. You know, UMass had a lot of success with a two-three zone against Dayton on Sunday, so it'll be interesting to see if Duquesne wants to play a little bit of zone Friday night. Um, I still think that's kind of a fool's game against Dayton because, especially if they're hot shooting from three, they'll pull you out of that zone very quickly. And I feel like Dayton has had 
success against the zone, you know, at, at different parts of this season. Some team stats for them on their ESPN page. Uh, they average 75 points a game. They average 37 rebounds, which is tied for 145th. They only average 13.4 assists a game. So what that tells me is they don't really share the ball very well. You know, I think a lot of it boils down to, hey, hey, day, day, go get us a basket. Or Dixon, we need you to do something here. Or Jimmy Clark, we need you to, do, to make something happen. Uh, Jimmy Clark uh, averages 16.2 points a game, and he only averages 3.6 assists. So it feels like it's a lot of one-on-one ball, so I feel like that's kind of easy to defend. I hope Dayton can continue to defend at the level that they have been as they've started A-10 play, and hopefully the offense can kind of pick up back to where it was uh, from the UC, Oakland, uh, Longwood games and you know kind of get back to the scoring in the mid-70s to low 80s again. So let's take that. Let's just go directly into the A-10 rundown. Okay, before we get into standings and who's hot, who's not, uh, and all that, there was a bit of a controversy in A-10 Twitter world uh, this past week. Uh, allegedly, I don't even know this. Honestly, it might have already even been proven. Uh, Travis Ford's kid created a burner account uh, to defend his dad. And uh, I always love a good burner account saga. Um, the, the Philadelphia 76ers GM, that was a whole big thing. And, uh, you know, burner accounts are always so fascinating to me and how, quite frankly, uh, easy it is to figure out who makes them. Um, I feel like anybody who's ever uh, created a burner account has, has to do something as public as this uh, almost always gets outed. Uh, and this was, uh, you know, this was no different. Uh, Travis Ford had to come out and address said allegations about a burner account, which just really, really tickles my grits. Um, it's just very funny that uh, an actual college basketball coach had to come out and answer questions and address the fact that uh, his son was using an anonymous Twitter account uh, to defend his honor. And you know what? Good on the son. You know, maybe don't do it uh, with a burner account, but, you know, defending your dad, defending your family, it's something a lot of us would do. Uh, I know I would. Uh, I would defend my father if he was coaching a a major, well, you know, a mid-major basketball program or any college basketball program for that matter. And I would defend him. Uh, would I use a burner account to do so? Uh, I'd like to think I wouldn't, but I'm not in that kid's position. I'm not in his shoes. And uh, so it, pretty interesting things going on uh, in St. Louis. Uh, don't really know what to make of them. They are uh, eight and eight on the season. Uh, they beat St. Joe's tonight, though. So uh, they win at home. They get a big win over St. Joe's. So they are now one and two in the league. They are eight and eight overall. They're 0-4 on the road, uh, which, you know, kind of lends to my theory here. And they are on the Dayton schedule next week. And, you know, Arch Baron won. You know, you never overlook St. Louis. You never overlook the Arch Baron Cup, so I'm not worried about that. Uh, it's just, it would be intriguing to see what happens. I can see a whole litany of things happening from it being a, a knockdown, dragout game that goes down to the wire, or, you know, Dayton winning by 30. Uh, I can see anything in between those two outcomes happening when the St. Louis Billikens come to town, as it always does, or as it always goes in the Arch Baron Cup. Uh, As I stated a little bit earlier in the podcast, there are three undefeated teams in the A-10 remaining, and that is your Dayton Flyers, the Richmond Spiders, 
and the surprising Rhode Island Rams, our old friend Archie, who makes his grand return to UD Arena a week from Saturday. I know many, many people are excited about that one, uh, this podcast host included. All right, other teams at two wins but have losses. George Mason uh, loses an absolute dud earlier on in the week. Uh, UMass, 2-1 uh, and one with their one loss being to us, the Dayton Flyers. Uh, Loyola Chicago at two and one, uh, Fordham one and one, George Washington one and one, St. Bonaventure one and one, LaSalle one and two, VCU, uh, more like VC Pooh one and two, uh, the same aforementioned St. Louis Billikens, and three teams without wins: Davidson zero and two, St. Joe's zero and two, and of course Dayton's opponent on Friday night, Duquesne at zero and two. So. Everyone thought Dayton would be at the top of the league, and they are. Uh, Richmond, you know, they were, I saw them projected anywhere from 5 to 10. A lot of people expected St. Joe's after the start of their season to be up towards the top, and they still can. It's very early. But the middle of this league is going to be a mess. It's going to be a mess. And honest to God, I if Dayton can get to 14 wins, I think that's enough to lock up the number one seed in this league. I don't know if anyone else can get to 14 wins. Uh, in the league. Uh, if you get any more than that, you know, you cancel Christmas. Dayton's going to get the one seed in the tournament. So Dayton wins Friday. They get to 3-0. and A six-game slate in the 8-10 on Saturday. Uh, the two other undefeated teams in action. Uh, UMass travels to Rhode Island, and George Mason travels to Richmond. So both 2-0 and teams, uh, the other 2-0 and teams, have Home games on Saturday. Dayton goes to Duquesne on Friday. Uh, VCU plays at LaSalle in a game that absolutely nobody cares about. Uh, Davidson at George Washington. And Fordham at St. Bonaventure. So there, there's your A-10 slate for Saturday. Obviously, Dayton plays Friday night. Uh, there is one game, or no, there are no games on Thursday night. Uh, excuse me. And on Tuesday night, Rhode Island defeated Davidson 79-74. Uh, VCU defeated George Mason 54-50 to in a game that George Mason did not play well at all. And Richmond defeated Loyola Chicago uh, on the road by a score of 58-56. to So that was your 8-10 action from this week uh, and the current standings and kind of where everything is. Uh, I was pretty impressed with UMass, if I'm being 100% honest. The early returns, I would say they're probably the second-best team in the league at the moment. Uh you know, Richmond and obviously Rhode Island might have something to say about that. I think Rhode Island will regress to the mean eventually. Uh, they have not been very good this year. Uh, so there, there's your A-10 rundown. That's kind of where things stand as we move forward into Friday night. As I stated, a great opportunity in front of Dayton on Friday. You win, you're more than likely going to be ranked. If you're not ranked, you're going to be right on the outside looking in. But with all of the losses to ranked teams this week, i got to think if Dayton takes care of their business, wins their 10th game in a row, they will be just fine. They will have that number next to their name as we head into Arch Baron 1. A lot of things could go wrong from that point, or they just don't lose again. So there you go. That's, that's where Dayton is at. That's all I have for tonight. Uh, you know, a little half hour preview to get you ready for Friday night should be an exciting one. I am going to be locked in to that game Friday night, uh, in Pittsburgh. Uh, if you're going, make sure you are loud with a W as always, 
wear the red, be loud, and we will see you guys next week. Hopefully, we will have uh, somebody to join me next week. We will work that out when we get there. But of course, I say again, the two rules on this show, you wear red, be loud. Take care, everybody, and go Flyers. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.